Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakuta Sichas, Chelikud Gimel, Parshas Chukas, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha, we learned the pasuk of Vayas Moshe Nechash Necheshes, that Moshe made a copper snake to heal the Yidden who were bitten by the snakes. And we learned the teaching of Rashi on this pasuk. And there are three parts in the sicha. The rebel number one ask four questions on Rashi, number two, answer the four questions, and number three, present the Yenushal Torah and Rashi, where in the level of Yenushal Torah, we will, we will see how everything in Rashi and in the Pasuk fits perfectly. On the Pasuk and our Parsha, and this Pasuk comes within the context of the story where the Yidden complained and spoke against Hashem and against Moshe, and their complaint was about the Mon. And as a result, Hashem sent snakes that bit the Yidden, and many Yidden died. And then the Yidden came to Moshe, and they confessed that they sinned by speaking against Hashem and speaking against Moshe. And they asked Moshe to daven to Hashem to remove the snakes, and Moshe daven to Hashem for the Yidden. And then Hashem said to Moshe that he should make for himself a snake, the form of a snake, and put it on a pole, and whoever was bitten by a snake and looked at the image of this snake that Moshe Rabbeinu would make, would live. And so our Pesach says that Vayas Moshe Nechash Necheshes Moshe made a copper snake Vayisimeu al Hanes He placed it on the pole Vahoya im Noshach Hanachash Es Ish And it was that if the snake bit a person Vihibit on the Chash Hanachashes and he gazed at this copper snake Vachoy he would live so on this Pasuk, Rashi quotes the words Nechash Necheshes, a copper snake, and Rashi explains It wasn't told to Moshe Rabbeinu to make it out of copper. Rather, Moshe said, Hashem called it a Nochash, and I will make it of Necheshes, of copper, because the term Nochash and the term Necheshes are similar to one another, and so Moshe Rabbeinu said he would make the Nachash out of Nachashas, out of copper. Now the simple meaning of what Rashi writes at the beginning, that that it wasn't told to Moshe to make it out of Nachashas, out of copper, is that the meaning of this is that Rashi is pointing out in the form of a question that in the Pasuk it doesn't say that Hashem commanded Moshe to make it out of Nachashas. And so why did Moshe make it out of Nechashas? And to answer this, Rashi explains the reason Moshe made it out of Nechashas is because because the terms are similar, Nechash and Nechashas. So in other words, the way we read Rashi is that there is over here a question and an answer. The way Rashi frames the question is by saying It wasn't told to Mesha to make it out of copper. And so the question is, why did he make it out of copper? And then we have the answer, So we have over here a question and an answer. And there are four questions here. The first question is, we have to understand the lengthiness of Rashi that he writes that Rashi over here points out what the question is. By saying, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't told to make it out of copper, so why did he make it out of copper? The difficulty is that it's not the way of Rashi to first state the difficulty in the Pasuk, which he comes to explain and resolve. Rashi usually just explains the Pasuk, and we have to figure out what the question in the Pasuk is that Rashi is coming to explain. 
So what's the reason that over here Rashi writes out the difficulty? The second question is, and this is a continuation to the first question, where we ask that it's not the way and manner of Rashi to first state the difficulty in the Pasuk and then give the answer to it. So this question is especially here, that the difficulty in the Pasuk, that that Moshe wasn't told to make it out of Nechoshes, that difficulty in the Pasuk is clearly understood from the words of the Pasuk, the previous Pasuk that only say, Hashem said to Moshe to make a sarf, and it doesn't say it should be out of Nechoshes. So the difficulty in the Pasuk is very obvious. So then the question becomes even greater. If Rashi generally doesn't say what the difficulty is, why does he say it here? And especially over here, where the difficulty in the Pasuk is very apparent and obvious, and it's certainly not needed that Rashi should spell out what the difficulty is. The third question is, Rashi writes, Amar Moshe, Moshe said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kairi Nochash. Hashem called it a Nochash, V'ani Esanu Shal Nochashas, and I will make it out of Nochashas, because Lashon Neifel HaLashon. And the question is, but it clearly says in the Pasuk, that Hashem called it a saraf. Hashem did not call it a nachash. Hashem said, Aseilacha saraf, not Aseilacha nachash. And the fourth question is, why does Rashi explain the words nachash, nachashas, after he explains the words, Vahaya imnashach hanachash es ish vihibit vigamer, which these words come after it, because it says in the Pasuk, Vayas Moshe nachash nachashas. And then it says, So why does Rashi first explain the later words in the Pasuk of before he explains the words We're going to move straight into answering our questions and we're going to begin with the main point of the answer and answering question number three, which was that Hashem called it a saraf and not a nachash. So why does Rashi say that Moshe said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kairi Nachash, Hashem called it a Nachash. So the explanation in this is as follows. Earlier Rashi explained on the Pasuk of Vayishlach Hashem Gamer, Esa Nachashim Asrafim. So Rashi explains the words, HaNachashim Asrafim, and he says, that they burn a person, they burn the person with the poison, with the venom of their fangs. Meaning that what Rashi is telling us over here is that the word hasrafim is a description of nechashim. It's an adjective. That the word the words nechashim hasrafim mean hanechashim shesrafim, the snakes that burn. And since when Hashem said to Moshe, aseilach hasraf. He said it in continuation to Vaishlach Hashem Gamer Asrafim. So it's understood that the word saraf over here is like the word saraf earlier, that it's a an adjective, it's a descriptive word, which comes from the word srafa, and it's not a type of snake. Hashem wasn't saying Asilachasaraf make a certain type of snake called a saraf. And therefore, if the word saraf is an adjective, so you can't have an adjective without the word that it's describing. So we must say that what Hashem told Moshe was, And it's just that the Pasuk says that Hashem said to Moshe, But obviously what Hashem actually said to Moshe was, And so that answers our third question, that Hashem called it a saraf. The answer is Hashem did not call it a saraf. He called it a nachash saraf. And it's just that the Pasuk says that Hashem said, But in actuality Hashem said, However, this creates a question, which is, why does 
the Pasuk say that Hashem said, if what Hashem actually said was, and the explanation for the Pasuk not saying clearly that Hashem said to Moshe, the explanation is as follows. And we're going to go to a, a sort of a general idea and then apply it over here. According to Pshut Mikra, it's understood that the Torah doesn't specify all the details of what Hashem told Moshe in each and every command. And as we find, as we indeed find many times, that a command of Hashem is written in general terms, and only afterwards, either when Moshe told it to the Yidden, or the Yidden fulfilled it, are there more details. So in other words, we'll see that Hashem commanded Moshe something to tell the Yidden, and then in the actual command of Moshe to the Yidden, or in the Yidden fulfilling the command, there are more details. So the Torah won't always tell us at the beginning all the details that Hashem gave over, sometimes we'll only see those added details in the command that Moshe gave to the Yidin, or in the Yidin fulfilling the mitzvah. Meaning that since it's understood that Moshe didn't command or do anything on his own unless he heard it from Hashem, so certainly the added details in the Torah that are mentioned in the command of Moshe to the Yidin, or in the Yidin fulfilling the command, those added details were told to Moshe by Hashem when Hashem gave him the command, and they just aren't specified in the Torah. And now we could apply this idea over here. And similarly here, in the command of Hashem to Moshe, Hashem told him to make corresponding to the punishment of and it's just that the Torah only says saraf. But we understand that what Hashem actually said to Moshe was Now you can still ask further why doesn't the Torah say the word nachash? Okay, we understand that Obviously, Hashem said, but is there a reason why it's not specified in the Torah? And the reason the Torah doesn't mention that Hashem said, the reason for that is the making of the Nechash, Nechashas, this copper snake, was to save the Yidin from the punishment of the Nechashim Asrafim. And since the punishment comes not from the Nechashim themselves, but from the part that Shesrafim is Adam, that they burned the person with the poison, with the venom of their fangs. So therefore, only the main part of what Hashem said is written in the Torah, which is, Asei l'chosaraf. And especially, this answer is especially so, since the Torah relies on what was just said, that Hashem sent the Nechashim, Hasrafim, the Nechashim Shesrafim, so we can understand that also here Hashem said, not just Asei l'chosaraf, but Asei l'chosaraf. Now we're going to move on to answering question number four, which was that the two Rashis are out of order. According to this, what we just said, it's also understood why Rashi teaches his explanation on the words, which come later in the Pasuk, he teaches his explanation on those words before teaching his explanation on the words, which comes earlier in the Pasuk. Because according to what we just said, which was that even though it's not written in the Torah that Hashem told Moshe to make a nachash, it's understood that Hashem did tell it to him in his command. So then we can ask, how does Rashi know that Hashem didn't tell Moshe to make it out of copper? It can be that just like Hashem told Moshe to make a nachash, and it's just not specified in the Torah, so so too Hashem told him to make it out of nachashas, and the Torah wrote it in short and didn't specify it. So Rashi can't say his explanation right away, because then we'll have a question on it. And so in order to reject this explanation, Rashi first says his teaching on the words, What does Rashi say over there? He says that that the person 
who was bitten by the snake did not hasten to heal, Elohim came mabed by unless he gazed at the at the nachash saraf with intent. And our rabbi said, Is it the snake that kills and is it the snake that gives a person life? What's the explanation over here? It's not the snake that does it. Rather, the explanation is that when the Yidin looked upwards, and they were Meshabed, they dedicated their hearts, they subjugated their hearts to their Father in Heaven, then they would heal. And if not, they would waste away. Rashi says this first because this explains that the purpose of the Nechash Nechayshes wasn't to heal the Yidin, because then we can say that just like there's a reason, whatever it may be, to make it in the form of a nachash, so then there's a reason to make it out of nachashas. But rather, the purpose was to awaken the yidin to look upwards and bring about that yeshabdu libam lashamayim. They should subjugate, they should dedicate their heart to shamayim, to Hashem, so that Hashem should heal them. And for this purpose of the nachash, it doesn't matter what material it's made, made out of. And there's no reason to say that Hashem said to make it out of Nechoshes, and that it's just not written in the Torah. Now you can ask, then why does it have to be a Nechosh if the whole purpose is to look upwards? Whereas the benefit of making it in the form of a Nechosh is understood very simply. When the bitten person sees the very thing that harmed them, this itself awakens them to do tshuva for their sin. And especially here, where the punishment through a Nechosh was connected to the sin itself. Hashem sent the Nechosh Masrafim, and Rashi tells us, like Rashi taught, why was the punishment through the Nechosh Masrafim? Let the Nechosh who was punished for using his speech in a, in a, in a not good way, come and punish those who use their speech in a not good way, because the Yidin spoke badly about the Mon. And let the Nachash, who for him all things taste the same, let him come and punish those who were ungrateful, that for them one thing, the Mon, changed to many tastes. And so it's understood that through looking at the Nachash, they were especially inspired to look upwards, to give themselves over to Hashem. And this is also a reason, according to what we just now, it adds a reason to something we said earlier. This is also a reason to say that in Hashem's command to Moshe to make the Saraf, he also said Nachash, because the aspect of Nachash is very important, because that's what's going to inspire and awaken the Yidin. And so it strengthens this point that we said earlier, that in Hashem's command, He certainly said, nachash saraf. Now we're going to move on to answer the final two questions, which were questions number one and number two, which both asked about the fact that Rashi points out what the difficulty is in the Pasuk. And the questions were that Rashi doesn't typically point out what the difficulty in the Pasuk is, and he especially shouldn't do that over here, where the difficulty is very obvious. So the answer to those two questions are as follows. After all this is explained from the teachings of Rashi, the, that Hashem did tell Moshe Rabbeinu to make a nachash saraf. And we understand why Hashem told him to make the nachash and the significance and, and, and importance of it. How it awakened the Yidin and inspired the Yidin to look upwards and do tshuva. So then Rashi goes back to explain the words Nechash Nechashas and he begins and says Hashem did not tell Moshe to make it out of Nechashas, out of copper since there's no benefit in making it out of Nechashas. So Rashi is not pointing out 
the difficulty in the Pasuk over here. He's just telling us a teaching. We thought that Rashi is pointing out the difficulty. So why did he make it out of Nechashas? But that's not what Rashi is saying here. Rashi is just saying a statement. He's telling us that based on everything we just learned, so we know that that Hashem did not tell Moshe to make it out of copper. And then Rashi continues, if that's the case, then the question arises, why did Moshe make it out of Nechashas? And it's so important that he made it out of Nechashas to the extent that the Torah informs us that he made it out of Nechashas. And therefore Rashi continues, and here he doesn't articulate the question, he just goes straight into the explanation. Rather Moshe said, Hashem called it a Nechash, so I will make it out of Nechashas, out of copper, because the two terms are similar, and so they go together. So the way we read Rashi is not that he's pointing out the difficulty, but rather he's making a statement that based on what we learned till now, we could conclude that Moshe was not told to make it out of Nechashas. And then Rashi goes on to answer a question. If he wasn't told to make it out of Nechashas, so why did he? The reason is because Lashon Neifala Lashon. And the Rebbe continues that this itself is also the reason the Torah informs us that Moshe made it out of Nechashas, to teach us this idea of Lashon Neifala Lashon, that it's Halacha Lamaisa. And so from here we also know that Shema Milsahu, that the name of something is significant. It's not just a name that's applied to it and we can use a different name, but rather the name of something is something which is important. And it's also been a Gelapayal, and like the Rebbe references a story in the Yerushalmi where we see the name of a person related to their identity. And so that's the reason the Torah informs us that Moshe made it out of Nechashas to tell us this idea that the word that's that's used for something, is something of significance and importance. And if it's called a Nachash, so then it'll be made, Moshe Rabbeinu made it out of Nachashas, because the two terms are similar, and the fact that these terms are similar is something of importance and significance, and therefore, Moshe would do something like that. And so we should also know that Shema Milsahu, the name of a person, or the name of something, is something of significance and importance, and it's not just a name or a tag that's put onto it, and a different one could have been put on otherwise. From Yenushal Torah and Rashi, since the Torah tells us that Moshe made the Nachash out of Nachashas, so this itself is a proof that in Pnimisi Nyanim, when we look at Torah on a deeper level, that also this detail, that it was made out of Nachashas, has a connection to the healing that came about through the Nachash. If the Torah tells us that it was a Nachash that was made out of Nachashas, that means that aspect, that detail, that it was Nachashas, is also relevant. And so this will be understood by first explaining the healing of the Yidin through the Nachash. Those who were bitten by the Nachashim, which kill with their bite, so since without the vehibit v'gamer v'choy. If they didn't gaze at the at the nachash, and as a result live, they would die. So it's understood that from looking at the bite of the nachashim, they were dead. If we don't have anything new to intervene, they were dead. In addition to this, the nachash itself represents the idea of death, because as a result of the chetet sadas, that was through the nachash, death was brought into the world to the extent that the four people who didn't have any sin, it says that they died shall nachash. It's all because of the Nachash. So the Nachash represents death. And in this case, if not for the Vehibit Vagamer Vachai, they would die. So they were considered dead when we look at the bite of the Nachash. And therefore, there has to be Vehibit Vagamer Vachai, which means to draw down Chayas to this person, because otherwise the person is dead. And so it's understood that those who were bitten by a Nachash and then Vachai, they had a Me'ain of Tchiyas HaMesim, because they would have otherwise died. Now it's known that the power to revive a dead person, the power for Tchiyas HaMesim, cannot be from the level of Makar HaChayim, which is the source of life the way it is. Because once the Chayas left the body, it is unable to be drawn back down from the very same level 
in order to revive the dead person. Because from that level, the person is dead. But rather, it's from the level of Rachamim, Rabim, the Atzmaseir, and Seif. Where on that level, death and life are the same. And therefore, because on that level, death and life are the same, it's also able to revive a dead person. And this is the reason the healing of the Yidin was through Vihibit on the Chash Hanachesh's Vachoy. Because since it was drawing down from Atzmas Eren Seif, where their death and life are the same, so it brought about the transformation from one extreme to the other extreme. That also the Nachash, which represents death, was transformed to life. And through looking at that Nachash, Vachoy, they lived. And the drawing down of Atzmas Eren Seif to transform the Nachash, which represents death, to life, that it should be Nachash Mechaya. That is through the Avoid of Yidin, which is similar to what's being drawn down. The rule is that whatever a person wants to draw down, he has to do an Avoid that's similar to it. So if a person wants to draw down, draw down a limited energy, he does a limited Avoid. If a person wants to draw down a transcendent energy, a person has to do an Avoid where they transcend themselves. And in this case, this is the Avoid of what Rashi says, That Yidin look upwards and the Meshabed Libam, their hearts to their Father in Heaven. When we say Libam, this means the whole heart, including the Yitzhahara, which the Yitzhahara is the Nachash in a person, that also the Nachash in the person is Meshubat and it becomes actually the highest of Gdusha. And this creates the same effect in the world, that the Nachash, which represents death, transforms to be the source of life. Now, according to this, we could understand the connection between Nechashas and Nachash, because also Nechashas represents a level of Klippa. And so therefore, just like it came from the Nachash, that death was transformed to life, it was made out of Nachashas, which is Klippa, that's transformed to Gdusha. And this itself is the reason, actually, that Nachashas is related to the word Nachash. Because Lashon, Neifala Lashon. And the name of the thing reflects its Chais. And Nachash is the idea of, of death, and it's a, it's a level of Klippa. And so to Nachashas is a level in Klippa. According to this, it's understood why it doesn't say that Hashem told Moshe, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nachash, Hashem did call it a Nachash. It's explained regarding the Maimar Azal of Shalul Ma'anshay. They asked the Torah, what's the punishment for someone who sinned? The Torah said, he should bring a carbon and he'll be forgiven. They asked the Kadosh Baruch Hu, What's the punishment for someone who has sinned? He said he should do tshuva and he'll be forgiven. And it's explained over there that it's not understood. Also according to the response of the Torah, it also requires tshuva. Since only then with tshuva does a carbon mechaper, is a carbon mechaper, does it atone? An explanation is according to the response of the Torah, the tshuva helps to make this dinas like shgagais, it makes the purposeful averis into averis that were done by mistake inadvertently, and therefore it still requires a carbon, because that's what a carbon comes for, a carbon comes for a shagig of an averis that was done by mistake inadvertently. And that's the novelty of the response of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that yasa tshuva v'yizchaperle, that the tshuva helps to fully atone for this dinas, that they're completely removed, and to the extent that they become zachiyes, they actually become considered mitzvahs. And the reason for this is because from the level of the Torah, there are limits. And therefore, the tshuva doesn't have the ability to fully atone for this dainus. However, this is not so from the level of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who Hashem is above all limits. 
Because who will tell Hashem what to do? And even if a person has a lot of averus, it doesn't affect Hashem. And therefore, through tshuva, these dainas are transformed to zachiyes. And similarly here, the command which through it, it brought about that isn't written clearly in the Torah in order to hint that from the level of the Torah, this dainis, which is the nachash and death, aren't transformed to Zachiyah's life. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kairi Nachash. This means to say that the Kayach, that also the Nachash sh- should be transformed to life, is drawn down from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who gave the Torah and who is higher than the Torah.